Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Well, it's always a pleasure to be with you, either in person or virtually. And I'm reminded every time I do a virtual presentation that our connection is actually not virtual. Our connection is real. And we are connected in ways that are beyond physical distance, physical closeness. Sometimes I even think that physical closeness gets us caught up in a separateness, a separateness that that actually keeps us from recognizing and realizing the true depth of the connection we experience. So I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate our connection. I want to celebrate that which we are sharing at this moment, not virtually, but really and always. We're meeting at a week of celebrating freedom. And in our world today and in our country today, it's a challenging celebration because it seems like, well, it just seems like we're in a great deal of trouble in this country and in this world, it seems like there's an erosion of freedom. It seems like there's a continual erosion of freedom for women, an erosion of freedom for African-Americans and minorities, an erosion of freedom for the LGBTQ, non-binary communities, an erosion of freedom for the poor and the sick and the homeless, and an erosion of freedom for the animal kingdom and how we are treating our animals, an erosion of freedom for our environment and our habitat and the kind of destruction that we are wreaking, an erosion of freedom from war, an erosion of freedom from violence erupting again and again and again, an erosion of our freedom, our capacity to live fully and freely and joyfully. So what's going on here? What, what is it that is happening to mar the celebration of freedom? at this time of the year. And I think we have confused freedom with ego gratification, self-empowerment at the cost of others, driven by a consciousness of separation, a consciousness of separation that leads to simply greater separation. 
I thought actually of having my telephone ring at this point so that I could say that freedom is not going to come from the outside. Certainly freedom, true freedom, is not going to come from the outside alone. Freedom can only endure when it comes from the inside out. Freedom flows from the consciousness that cuts through the illusion of separation. Because it's the illusion of separation that keeps us locked in the ego land of comparison, competition, and struggle. And we keep thinking that we can find freedom by changing things in the outer world. The outer world, the outer world can provide symbolic reminders, precious symbolic reminders. So during this week, I was thinking about the Liberty Bell. The bell actually was commissioned in 1751 by the legislature of the state of Pennsylvania, and it was in the Pennsylvania, um, the house of the Pennsylvania legislature. It wasn't called the Liberty Bell until 1837. The bell was delivered, incidentally, in 1751, probably first run in 1752. And it even had a crack right away. The crack was, the whole bell was recast, I think twice. It still developed various cracks, but it was ringable. It was ringable until around 1846 when the cracks just got too deep. But in 1837, it became the symbol of the abolitionist movement. And it was renamed the Liberty Bell. On the bell is a statement from Vayikra, from the book of Leviticus in the Hebrew Bible that says, proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. What a marvelous, what a marvelous statement for the abolitionist movement. What a marvelous statement for today. Proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. It was talking about the Jubilee year. The Jubilee year in the Hebrew Bible, when everything reverted back to to their original owner, when everyone was free, proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. It the bell has served as a reminder of something critically important. And the bell alone is not enough and the bell can't ring. The bell has developed such cracks by 1846 that it was no longer ringable. And it becomes an additional symbol that 
freedom is not going to come from the outside. We can't count on the outside world to do it unless a deeper change is happening within each and every being. The outer world can, can provide symbolic reminders like the Liberty Bell. And the outer world can, can provide symbolic reminders by those who remind us. These are words of the poet bard Leonard Cohen in his poem song, Anthem. The birds they sing at the break of day start again, I heard them say, don't dwell on what has passed away or what is yet to be. Don't dwell on what has passed away or what is yet to be. It is such a function of the normal play of our ego consciousness to live in the land of memory and live in the land of future fears. Don't dwell on what has passed away or what is yet to be. To free ourselves from the traps of ego, the ego that just automatically compares ourselves to others, competes with others, strives to get for ourselves alone, no matter how hard we try to be good, we try to be nice, when we get caught in our mistaken ego identities, we are trapped in feeding ourselves and not aware of feeding others, of feeding ourselves at the cost of others, of providing ourselves for ourselves and disenfranchising those around us. Leonard Cohen's song went on, yes, the war wars, yes, the wars, they will be fought again. The holy dove, she will be caught again, bought and sold and bought again. The dove is never free. Every war seems to be fought with the idea that this will be the last war. Ah, once we do this, everything will be okay. And war will only lead to war. Violence will only lead to violence. Separation will only lead to separation. It is really remarkable how our ego takes us down a path where we think somehow we can shift things around in the outer world to our own benefit and have them last without, without caring for others, without caring for our planet, without caring for the animal kingdom, without caring for what our freedom is costing others. Yes, the wars, they will be fought again. The holy dove, she will be caught again, bought and sold and bought again. The dove is never free. We need to release thinking that outer change alone can do it. Ring the bells. 
that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. I just thought of this line reflecting on the Liberty Bell. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And what is the light that needs to get in? When we are focused on the outer world, we are trying to find the right light. We are trying to find the right illumination. We are trying to find the right words. We are trying to find the right way. When we awaken to the inner knowing, when we awaken to the inner light, when we awaken to the inner awareness, we awaken to our true freedom. And we don't need to get it from someone else. We don't need to get it from somewhere else. It becomes clear. You know it as well as I know it. The true and lasting change, true and lasting healing, true and lasting helping cannot come through outer action alone, cannot come through trying to manipulate the environment or manipulate others. The true and enduring change comes from the reflection as a reflection of inner awakening and an inner knowing. What is called for, what is called for is that which was needed always. And that is an awakening beyond the separation, beyond the fragmentation, beyond the distancing, beyond the comparison, beyond the competition. Here's what the ring of inner freedom sounds like. This is what the ring of inner freedom knows. This is what the crack in the outer bells, the light that flows from the inner source, This is what the ring of inner freedom knows. It's all one. It's only one. We are sharing one life. We have always had this life, and we cannot lose this life. When we know this, when we live this, we are free to let the light in. Here's what the ring of inner freedom knows. We are exactly where we need to be. Each and every one of us, we are exactly where we need to be in order to awaken to our greater freedom of being. This, where we are right now, where you are right now, where I am right now, this is the only place at which and from which we can hear freedom ringing. Because that ringing 
reaches us from the inside out, and that inside is always Here's what the inner ring of freedom knows. It's all one. It's only one. We are sharing one life. And we are exactly where we need to be in order to awaken to our greater freedom of being. And we are here on purpose. We are not accidental beings. Our purpose, your purpose, my purpose, our purpose is to live our oneness into the world with absolute peace and joy and well-being. We are to live our oneness into the world with the absolute peace and joy and well-being that is our essential nature. And how is it? How is it then that we allow ourselves in a world of such struggle and such strife and such competition, in the world that appears with such separation, how is it that we can allow ourselves to hear the ring of inner freedom? Well, it's the path of spirituality. It's the path of awakening. It's the path of awareness. It's the path of cutting through this, the apparent separation. It's the path of remembering the one we are. At the conclusion of, well, not the conclusion, during the Passover Seder, you know, the celebration of Passover is the celebration of a slave people in ancient Egypt, the Hebrew people who stepped out of their enslavement. And of course, that's a metaphor for all enslavements and all possible stepping outs into freedom. And it's, it's a metaphor for this enslavement of ego. Because what really keeps us enslaved is our identification as totally separate and disconnected beings. What keeps us separate is grasping at things for ourselves alone. What keeps us separate is believing that we come first and others come second, if at all. So in the ceremony, in the Passover ceremony called the Seder, there is a tradition when one is drinking the wine or the grape juice, and there are four cups of wine or grape juice that, uh, is that are shared during the Passover Seder, the meal. There's a tradition that one leans to the left when doing that. And the leaning to the left is seen as a symbol of freedom. And it's really an amazing symbol. Because it comes from the Roman world, where leaning to the left 
was how the noble people ate. And so the sign of freedom, in a sense, becomes taking on the attitude, the altitude of power. And that's not freedom. That's not, that's not drinking the wine or the grape juice with the experience, with the symbol of freedom. This is what I think freedom sounds like. This is what, this is what I do when about to drink the wine at the Passover Seder. I speak these words of freedom. I am exactly where I want to be. I am doing exactly what I want to be doing. I am with exactly the people I want to be with. And I am exactly the one I want to be. I am exactly where I want to be. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. I'm with exactly the people I want to be with. And I am exactly the one I want to be. This is the awakening and the awareness of freedom. It's like this opens the channel for the expansion and the evolution of our being. This is not, I'm going to stay exactly where I am. This is not, this is the only place I am. This is that opening to deep, profound, unconditional acceptance that allows uh, evolution to unfold. The essential freedom is knowing we are absolutely free. We are already free. It is happening now. So I invite you, even virtually, (laughs) I invite you to share these words with me. I'm going to recite them, and then I'm going to say them with you. And before we do so, I'd just like you to look around a little bit and orient yourself and realize where you are and realize who you're with. Whether you are watching this virtually or non-virtually, wherever you are, wherever you are, even if you're watching this by yourself, wherever you are, know this. I am exactly where I want to be. I am exactly where I want to be. I am doing exactly what I want to be doing. I am doing exactly what I want to be doing. I am with exactly the people I want to be with. 
I am with exactly the people I want to be with. And I am exactly the one I want to be. I am exactly the one I want to be. Oh, just breathe into that. Just know that that is the reverberation of the ring of freedom flowing from the depth of your being. The depth of the presence that we share. The one life awakening within each and every one of us. That one life individualizing to have this remarkable, remarkable experience of life. I am so delighted to be able to share with you. I've had the remarkable opportunity these past years to be teaching with uh, a woman rabbi named Toba Zev. You can find what we're doing at rabbited.com. Our main focus has been on exploring the ways our mistaken identity of ego keeps us from the true freedom of our natural spiritual being. The ways in which we become our worst enemies rather than our best friends. So in this week of celebrating freedom, in this week of mourning loss, in this week of realizing how far we are in the outer world from expressing the true freedom that needs to awaken from within. We are blessed. I feel so blessed to be able to share with you. I feel so blessed to be here with you. I am exactly where I want to be. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. I'm with exactly the ones I want to be with. And I am exactly the one I want to be. And so are you. Thank you.